Hey everybody, welcome to Whiskey Tango Foxtrot episode one. My name is Ash and Mikey is here with me. And we decided to just do a podcast about a whole bunch of nothing, so that's why we called it Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Um, yeah, and we'll probably be talking about things that interest us the most, just general things, news items. Um, we both love the iPhone, so we'd be talking about that. Um, websites, Twitter things. New artists, um, new music, games. A little bit of everything. So, Mikey, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're not lazy. And where do you live? So what's the weather like where you live year-round? Like, do you have all the season? Have you? Well, I think the crazy thing is where it's snowing is in, in some parts of the U.S. are in areas that usually don't get a ton of snow. Like, um, I live in Ohio, and... I live in northern Ohio, almost to Michigan, and we usually get quite a bit of snow every winter. But we have, I mean, I think we've just gotten a regular amount of snow. But in places south of us, like in the Carolinas or um, areas like along the east coast, I think has gotten more snow than usual. So... (laughs) So can you tell me, is England about three hours in the car? 
like north to south, you said? I drive a lot. In the U.S., we I think we just have a lot of open space. So people who don't live right in a giant, huge city generally drive all over the place. That's I, that's mind-boggling. <laughs> it's probably just a curve or something. You probably just think if you're driving on it, you probably just think it's just a giant curve because of like a a hill or some yeah. structure that they needed to go around. There's an expressway called I-75 that I live actually right on, and I can see straight from my front door, and. Um, it is so long it go it starts up at the tip of Michigan, it goes all the way down to Florida. So you can get on that and go all the way to Florida, which is a couple of days drive, like twenty four hours. Wow, that's insane. Okay then tell me about you. So I live in Ohio and I'm married and I have two kids and I spend my days working on computer stuff like I do Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoints, and ex- I create access databases for people in the um, facility I work at. And then I spend my nights taking care of my kids and my weekends going to basketball games and stuff like that. I like basketball. I don't like basketball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to love it when I was little. Uh... I don't. I don't understand the point of basketball. I mean, they should just play whoever gets to 50 and then be done. Because they the scores are so high, it does not make sense to me. But that, that's stupid. Well, what if they don't reach 50? Do they have to keep playing until they reach 50? I've never been to a basketball game where they haven't. Well, I guess little kids. <laughs> I just, the thing that got me into basketball was the film Space Jam. I never saw that. You kn- oh, my God. With Michael Jordan? He's yes. fun to watch. Oh, Michael Jordan, yes. just I was obsessed with him for a long time in my youth. I had all the, like, the shirts and things and videos just to watch him play. It was incredible. So um, I like football. My son plays football in the fall. And my husband plays flag football all year long. He plays indoor flag football in the winter, and he plays outdoor in the spring, summer, and fall. That's cool. Yeah, we're really into football. <laughs> and uh, we live by the by Lake Erie, which is a giant, giant lake. And we go out on our in-laws' boat all the time. And we like to go skiing and 
the boys like to wakeboard and kneeboard, and my husband can barefoot ski, but now that we're getting older, it's a little harder. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and in the summer, in the wintertime, we like to go skiing and sledding. Cool. So I guess that's a little bit about us. Yeah. It seems like you said a lot more about yourself than I said about myself. Mm, did I? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I just... It's my fault. <laughs> Maybe I'll reveal something new about myself every week. So keep listening, folks. Do you like to go sledding? Uh, not really. Anything that moves faster than I can run kind of alarms me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay, so, moving on. We're going to talk moving about some news items and things that have been happening the past couple of weeks. Uh, okay, you yes. tell me the first one. <laughs> The first news item that I, I saw on Twitter a couple of days ago. Apparently, <laughs> sausage sales in Korea have gone have had quite a boost as of late with all this cold weather, because <laughs> iPhone users are using them as styluses, so that they can that's keep their gloves. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's so gross! I can't even stand it. So they use thus they buy a sausage link. Yes. And they use it instead of their fingers so they can keep their gloves on? Yeah, because it's so cold. The the sausage, isn't, it's not just like a bare sausage. It's got a plastic wrapping on or something. At least I hope it does, otherwise you'd get grease everywhere. That'd be disgusting. Yeah, still encased in its plastic sheath. Yes. So for some reason, the iPhone can sense something with the sausage. It thinks it's a finger. Yeah, I think it's a heat thing because uh, like there's applications and stuff that you can. It's like a heat pad or something. You can press your hand against it and it leaves a mark. Yeah. Anyway, that's about it for that news item. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second news item. Oh, we were going to talk about some of the charity that is going towards Haiti that we have had a part of. Yes. I think oh, we, we didn't say when we were talking about ourselves that we're big Harry Potter fans. And, uh, and I'm a big Twilight yeah. fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Helping Haiti Heal is an organization started by the Harry Potter Alliance. Yes. And it's... Um, it is a conglomerate of many different podcasts, websites, wizard rock bands that have all come together to put together an event to raise funds for an organization called Partners in Health, which is provides health care to people in Haiti. They've been, well, all across the world, I think, but they've been stationed in Haiti for a long time already. And so um, working with other fandom communities Helping Haiti Heal has raised over $120,000. Wow. Which is so cool. That's in a, a, f a couple of weeks as well. That's amazing. Right. They did two live stream events um, on two Sundays where they had different people from the different um, podcast websites, rock bands, come. And, and they also had the, uh, uh, the Vlog Brothers of YouTube fame. 
That was cool. I think. I didn't watch them because I was at work, but yeah. And they also had um, part of their website where they had different items donated. And if you donated money, selecting those items to donate under, like there were different donate buttons. And if you donated under one of the items, then you would be entered in a drawing to win that item, right? Like a raffle. Yeah, like a raffle. And so Mikey entered. Yes, I bid, well, I didn't bid. I donated $75 for a chance to win a a signed acoustic guitar owned by Tom Felton. Cool. That's pretty cool. So the donations have closed, but drawings have not occurred yet. So we'll be anxiously waiting to see if anybody we know has won any of the prizes for donating. And the site wanted um, posted a statement after the whole thing event was over that said, thank you to everyone who participated in helping Haiti heal together as an unprecedented coalition of United fans. We raised over $120,000 for partners in health in Haiti. That's enough to charter three cargo planes full of up to 75,000 pounds in critical life-saving supplies to thousands of people in Haiti, and the planes are going to be named Harry, Ron, and Hermione. That is so cool. It's very cool. Yes. What just the, you know, people coming together and everybody banding their money together and what they can do to help. Seven, 75,000 pounds. It sounds like a whole lot. I can't, I can't Three even planes. think what that would look like. I can't visualize how much £75,000 is. Well, I have seen planes before. (laughs) So I'm (laughs) imagining a plane, like a cargo plane, just full of medical supplies and probably first aid type things like uh, water and stuff. That is just phenomenal. Three planes. It's incredible. And the other item we wanted to talk about related to the Haiti um, fandom giving back type thing yeah. is called Twi Fans for Haiti and Twilight fans that like to read fan fiction, which Harry Potter fans like to read fan fiction too. But um, one of the fan fiction authors put on her Twitter account one day, Hey, if anybody donates $5 or more to any Haiti related charitable organizations and tweets me a copy of their receipt, I will write a short story, a Twilight short story, and I'll email it to you. And after she did that, a bunch of other authors tweeted back to her or emailed her and said, hey, I want to donate a story too, and so do I, and so do I. And next thing you know, there were over 270 authors that contributed short stories, anywhere from a page to three and four pages long. And... All together, they collected or they they got copies of charitable donations for over $85,000. And that's pretty cool that they, uh, just one person saying, hey, if anybody that listens to me or reads anything that I do would want to donate $5 to Red Cross or any, or even the, you know, Helping Haiti Heal um, Harry Potter fandom thing. 
since the donation was going to help Haiti, anybody that donated, she was going to send you a copy of her story. That's so cool. That's such a cool thing to happen. It's very cool, and I imagine a heck of a lot of work if she ended up getting that much in donations and compiling all the author's you know, writings into one PDF. It's insane. It is. It's crazy. Anyways, I just thought it would be neat to share a couple of stories that related to our individual lives and um, things that kind of captured our attention. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, hold on a sec. Before we move on. Okay. If from $85,712, if each one of those people donated $5, then that's 16,542 people. Right. Yeah. Completely pointless information, but yeah. And all of those people who texted the whatever 90999, wasn't that the texting thing that was going around? If you texted that, then it donated $10. Uh, in my opinion, in America. Th- oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not on Twitter, so I thought uh, right. maybe. <laughs> so, of course. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, on to another um, piece of news. Lost is back on TV, and I have heard... And seen post after post after post on Twitter, on Facebook, on blogs. So I don't watch this. What is the deal with it, Mikey? I cannot believe you don't watch Lost. It's I don't. It's amazing. Well, why though? Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't know really. I've trying. I've been thinking about it and trying to classify it in a genre because there's loads of weird stuff that happens. That's kind of. Uh, I, I guess it's a fantasy element or a sci-fi thing, like this time travel and alternate realities. Uh, but it's also, it's like a soap opera that appeals to nerds, I guess. Maybe that's it. See, we watched, I think we watched the first season and maybe even the second season, because we got to the part where they were down in that bunker and they had to push that button. Push the button, Yeah. And then after that, where you're like, okay, this is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it got like that. It really... Yeah, I had a friend who started watching at the, from the beginning, and he just gave up because like, his criticism was nothing happened. Which, it seemed like they weren't making progress. Yeah, it got to the point where they aren't asking more questions than they're answering. And yeah, I know a lot of people that got bored with it. But, but it's been on for how many seasons now? Uh, this is the sixth season. And so they eventually stopped pressing that stupid button. Yeah, well, eventually they, spoiler alert, eventually they blow up the hatch by not pressing it anymore. Yeah, anyway, uh-huh. you have to watch to get it. But okay. the new season just started, so a lot of people talking about it. There's been three episodes now, so far, if you count the first two. Uh, the first, the premiere as two episodes. I wouldn't count the first two. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Damn it. So three episodes. Yeah. Uh, um, And why didn't this start in the fall when all the new shows start? 
Is it their thing to start in the winter? No idea. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a money thing. I don't know. Maybe there was just no slot to fill. Although it's lost, so they would make space for it. Well, I didn't know if there was like a fall season and then a winter season. Maybe there was two seasons and they, you know. I don't know. Okay. But seeing as you don't watch Lost, then I'll just say a few comments. First two episodes were pretty amazing. I don't know if it was just the build-up from having to wait so long for a new episode or what, but it was very cool. There were a lot of... It felt like a lot of things were answered and revealed and whatnot. Some crazy things in there as well, but it's Lost, so yeah. But the third one which aired a couple of nights ago, whenever you hear this. Uh, it was much more slow-paced. It was more like comparing it to Season 1. It was more like a Season 1 episode, when they were still establishing things. And uh, because of this alternate timeline thing, they're having to re- re-establish things, and it's kind of weird. But it was still pretty cool. And someone came back who I thought had died or something or disappeared. Don't spoil it. Uh, people have watched it already. <laughs> <laughs> what night is it on? Uh, it used to be Wednesday. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday nights now. But I watch it Wednesday mornings because I have to watch it on the internet because it's not airing here yet. Ah, yeah. but you can watch it online. Yes. And a little, uh, just a kind of a short little news segment is Harry Potter in 3D, and will they IMAX it? And now we know the answer. Yes. They will put it in 3D, and they will IMAX both movies. I don't think something as big as Harry Potter could not be put in IMAX at this point. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they've done it already. They were the last, at least the last two. And there were 3D segments of the film. Yes. And we saw it in IMAX, and it was fantastic. Although the 3D part was a little disappointing because it wasn't very long. But that's okay. But it was great in IMAX. The only IMAX thing I've seen is Star Trek, and that was amazing. Ooh, I didn't see that in Star Trek, but I think it would be. Yeah, it really was. But, okay, Harry Potter in 3D. I hope it's not just, um, like with the previous films, not just a select scene, like a fight scene or whatever. Right. Like, I hope it's not just that that's in 3D. If they're going to do it, like, since Avatar, well, it's got to be like Avatar, like the whole thing's got to be 3D. They can't just do a little chunk of it now. I agree. Yeah. Especially since this is such a big event and they're splitting it into two movies because it's, you know, such a huge event for the Harry Potter yeah, people. Exactly. If they're going to do it, they're they gonna... might as well go all the way. Yep. They really do need to. And there are some people who only watch the movies for whatever reason. I do <sighs> not understand those people, but... Have you ever encountered that in the Twilight fandom, people who've only seen the films? Because my experience in the Twilight um, fandom is, because uh, I migrated from the Harry Potter 
fandom, so everyone that I knew was a book fan already. Right. So. I do know some people who have only seen the movies, and I would say they're more just people who go see movies mm. rather than giant fans. Um, like family members of mine that have just seen the movies because what's the big deal about Twilight? Let me see the movie. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, oh, well, what's the big deal about Star Wars? I'll see the movie. Or what's, you know, any what's of those. The big they deal just about see the Star Wars. Who are these people? I don't. <laughs> but I never read the Star Wars books either, I guess, so. Well, they were films first. And I've only read a couple of Star Wars books. I can't get into it. Because uh, there's been a bit of talk about maybe J.K. Rowling will uh, license the Harry Potter series so other authors can continue it, continue the story. Uh, the really? same way that George Lucas has. I, I, there's no like definite. It's just speculation and like what could she do next, sort of thing. But that's something that George Lucas has done. So all these different Star Wars books, they're all written by random authors. They're not necessarily canon per se. Right. I would really like to read a fanfic that is after Deathly Hallows. That's a really good one. I don't want to read it garbagey one. I want to read one that's really, really well done. Post-Deathly Hallows. I started writing a post-Deathly Hallows fan fiction. Did you? Yeah. I had some... Uh, the websites I hosted it on, I had some trouble with them. And uh, I ended up giving up after about seven chapters. But it was... It, apparently it was pretty good. I'm too ashamed of it now when I look back at it to share it with anyone, but yeah. Apparently that's what <laughs> I don't know. It was it was gonna be a novel length sort of thing and it it was it took place in the like they go back to school after all the fighting or whatever. But then I found out while I was writing it, J.K. Rowling did a web chat thing where she answered loads of questions and she revealed that uh, Harry and Ron didn't go back to Hogwarts. Didn't go back. Yep. Yeah. And I was trying to be as canon as possible. So it kind of threw me off a little bit. But I, right. I tried to work some, some new information in. I really remember. That's what that I was. But yeah. I was going to say, they don't go back to school. But that would be because I already. Saw those interviews. Yeah, <laughs> I started too early, I guess. Yeah, there's there's so many options though that you could. I mean, you could just write about you know Ron and Hermione, or just write about Harry and Ginny, or you could kind of do something where it covers everybody. Or you could mm -hmm. do something about Draco and Hermione, or Snape and Wormtail. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. On to our next subject. Yes. Uh, New Moon is available for pre-order now, and we're going to put in our show notes a link to Twilight Twilight Series Theories website where they have compared all the possible versions. They give you like a listing of 
what's in the U.S. version, what's in the U.K. version. Um, I'm kind of holding out for one of the U.S. versions to include an iTunes um, code so that I can get the movie in iTunes like I did for the first one. But I haven't seen that yet. I'm a little disappointed. They should do it. Or maybe it, it might be a store exclusive thing like if you pre-order from uh, I don't know any American shops damn it right. but yeah like pre-order it here and get a free iTunes gift card thing or something right <clears throat> yeah. and it seems like every store or every version I should say every version not every store yeah. every version has a different color cover and some of them have multiple covers to pick for each for their version. Like you can pick if you want Edward, Jacob, or Bella on the cover. I've looked at some of these covers; they're pretty cool. Yes, I don't really like any of the covers that have the pictures of the people on them because I think they look too airbrushed. Yeah, they really. I, I don't like this style that they've used. I don't either. I don't like any of the posters or anything. Or bookmarks. or I don't like it. But I do like the Swedish version, which has the Cullen crest and the wolf tattoo. And it's like on a brown background. I think that version looks awesome. That is pretty cool. I like that. But I don't don't live in Sweden and neither do you. So I think we're stuck. Damn it. Are you going to buy it when it comes out? No, I don't have have Twilight yet. So you don't? No. (laughs) I'll. I'll It was such a high quality movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. Yeah. I'll go pre-order it right now. You know, I haven't seen New Moon either. Actually, I've seen Twilight. I saw that in the cinema, but I don't own it on DVD. But I haven't seen New Moon yet. I kind of think of the Twilight films as like a fan fiction that they try to stick with canon as much as possible, but they change it up a little. Yeah. And it, it's just not a very good fan fiction. Well, that's generally <laughs> books, to, <laughs> books to movies, though, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, but I was happier with the Harry Potter ones. Like, yeah. I could see where they were going with things. I was sad that, that they omitted certain things in the different movies, but... I mean, th- with Twilight, I guess you can keep a lot more in the films, because a lot of the book, like, it's stuff going on in Bella's head, which you can right. you can get away with changing her facial expression to show how she's thinking. In the right. Film. That takes a second instead of, like, ten pages. So, <clears throat> I, just, I guess you could get a lot more in. But I, I don't know. I haven't read the books or seen the films for a long time, so... Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I have to say about the first Twilight film. You know, there was a lot of talk about the effect of them running and making it look like they were going really fast. I know. And how bad it looked. There's um, an advert for a serial called Weetabix. I don't know if you have that in America. Do you? No. Mm-mm. No? Okay. For, uh, <laughs> well, there's an advert for Weetabix where a guy is... He's a horse racer and he... A jock... A horse... Jockey, yeah. Jockey, yeah. And his his horse falls over, and his horse talks to him and says, uh, keep running, or something. And he runs and overtakes all the horses, and wins the race. And 
the effect is so good. You, it doesn't even look like an effect. It looks like he's outrunning these horses. So I'll post a link to that if I can find it on YouTube because okay. <laughs> it actually looks good. And yeah. And Twilight could have taken um, a feather out of his cap. Yes, definitely. The the fast running in New Moon is better. Oh, good. I would need to get around to seeing this at some point. Yeah, it's pretty good. And on to the next topic. Yes. So, um, on Sunday, the Super Bowl was on in the United States, which is, if you're from a different country, probably not a big deal. And I'm not even that into pro football, so I don't really care that much about it. But <laughs> the commercials are the, like, big talk the next day. All the all the um, morning shows and the... Um, like talk shows, they talk about the famous commercials and they they break it down and say who was the winner and who's going to get the most customers from it and things like that. So um, I gave Mikey the link to all of the Super Bowl commercials and we'll post the link in the show notes yes. and you can see every one of the commercials. And some of them are really cute. <laughs> cute. They are. Like, there's this one commercial where all these guys are playing football, and Betty White, which is one of the little old ladies from Golden Girls, she's out there um, playing football with them, and she gets tackled, like, so hard to the ground. She gets tackled, she gets obliterated. (laughs) (laughs) And they get in the huddle, and the guys are like, Mike, what's wrong with you? You're playing like Betty White. (laughs) It's so cute. I think that was my favorite one, just because Betty White is seems really fun-loving, like whenever you see her in interviews, and that she would do that commercial. And it's really for a Snickers candy bar because they're saying, you know, if you don't have time, eat a Snickers, and that'll energize you. And, and then the guy turns back into a regular guy before he was Betty White because he was playing so bad. <laughs> Who was the so old guy at the end? I don't remember his name. I should have looked it up. I know he's famous. I've listened to another podcast talking about these, and this is the one that they voted as their favorite commercial. Yeah, that was And they said his name, and he was some famous guy, and they said, oh, I'm surprised. I'm just really proud that he's still alive. Yeah. He's from some old show that I didn't ever really watch when I was a kid, so... Yeah, I wouldn't know it, so... (laughs) And the other, the other commercial I really liked, well, my family really liked, because they're all, all animal people, and they love anything with dogs in it, is the Doritos Dog Shock Collar. Oh, God. And they, this dog has an anti-bark collar on, so whenever he barks, um, it shocks him. And the guy has a bag of Doritos, and he tells the dog if he speaks or barks, then he'll give him a Dorito. So the dog sneaks in back of the guy and puts a shock collar on the guy, and the guy gets shocked. <laughs> so mean. My, my family loved it. I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All all the Doritos adverts, I just except the one in the gym, that was actually kind of funny. But the, uh, I heard that they were uh, written or something by people who won a competition. 
Right. And I was just going to say that because um, last year people submitted like they made their own commercials and they submitted it and Doritos put it the winners on the Super Bowl ads. And so I thought that this is what these looked like. They look like ones that people submitted, which I think is really cool. It's really cool, but if that's the best that people can come up with, then come on, seriously. So which which one was your favorite, Mikey? I, I watched every single one because I didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> kind of, it's kind of addictive, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's some cool stuff in there. Like, there was a Volkswagen advert where it had Stevie Wonder in for like a second and he saw a car, apparently, and then he punched his friend on the arm and I just, that made me smile. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Cool. Um, there was... <clears throat> the Google advert was... That was very intelligent, I thought. It was very well made. I think so too. I liked that one. Yeah. And there was another thing about a, a KGB text service thing where you ask questions and it just looked so stupid. And then it ha- then you have the Google advert which it look it just puts it to shame. Like what why would you use that thing when you could use Google for free? Yes. Yeah. So And in the US my husband found um, a phone number that you can call, and it, it, like, calls Google, and it'll look up any phone number you want, and then it'll dial it for you, and it's free. Wow, that's pretty cool. It is cool, because if in the U.S., if you type 411, it takes you to information, but then it costs money, and information will look up the phone number for you, but on your cell phone, it costs money to utilize that. Or something. I don't know. He uses that stuff a lot, and I never do. <laughs> so this is free. So he's like, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. So how did you like the Harry Potter commercial? I thought it was cool. There was a lot of stuff that we've seen before, like the that swooping glide through the Hogsmeade village. Uh, um, right. But there was we got our first glimpse of the, what a ride might be like. It's like a second of footage of a roller coaster. And the ride is um, the the cars hang from the track rather than sitting on top of the track. They hang below the track. And so your feet will dangle. Like you're on a broom, maybe. Right. That could be cool. Which I can't wait to see that ride because... Um, we live near Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, and there's a ride like that there called the Raptor, and it is my very favorite roller coaster ride. Sounds pretty familiar, actually. Cedar Point. It's it's pretty famous, at least in the U.S., and it's famous, I think, across the world for roller coaster enthusiasts, at least because there's so many roller coasters. I'm it's the fun. opposite of a roller coaster enthusiast. I hate them. Well, you will be hearing a lot about roller coasters for me because I love roller coasters. So you'll have to review the the one at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And, and so will you. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll there's get different. forced to go on it anyway, so it might not go upside down. Don't say that. No. <laughs> If it's good, it will. No. Just no. It's a family ride. You've got to take kids on it. 
My son goes on the Raptor and he loves it. Oh, no, he loves doesn't. It. No, you're joking. He does. He was terrified to go on at the beginning of the year and then he went and he loved it. Oh. So just, we can't wait to go back it. next year. Yay! <laughs> um, so there was another couple of adverts that I thought were pretty interesting. Something that I'd not seen before. Uh, there was this internet TV thing. Uh, uh, the live TV one? The, uh, the little mini thing. Yeah, I think it's called Flow. Flow TV. That, that was another thing that I was going to talk about. Uh, the one where the, the guy was shopping with his wife. <laughs> yep. That was hilarious. <laughs> this guy is spineless, they said. <laughs> Because yes, he's genius. he's missing the Super Bowl because he's in the lingerie department with his girlfriend. <laughs> that was that was just pure genius. If only great. he had flow, he'd be able to watch it live. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I know. I'm sure you can get an app like that for your iPhone now. Actually, maybe. I think probably. I'm sure I've um, heard of it somewhere. I know you can get live radio. Oh, that's cool. Well, anyway, there was this other internet TV thing, and it was advertising a like a huge plasma screen that had internet capabilities, so you could watch things like YouTube and Hulu and whatever on your TV. Ugh, and that'd be that's a really, really, really cool idea. But the standard of internet videos at the moment, uh, I just I don't really want to see something blown up onto a big screen that will look all grainy. And That's true. Yeah, and not everyone has a fast internet connection yet. So right. it's only going to be able to market to certain people. Right. Yeah. Well, for example, segueing into our next topic, the new Toy Story 3 trailer came out oh, today. God. And I was watching it, and I had to wait a really long time for it to load up just so I could watch it in one continuous viewing. Did you have that problem? Uh, I think I caught it just after it had gone up, so it loaded okay for me. But I suppose so many people trying to watch it at the same time when you got to it. <coughs> right. But yeah, what do you think? I think it looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. I know. <laughs> Just uh, like I've, I've oh. grown up with Toy Story. Like I can't. I th- I must have been. When did the first one come out? Was that ninety something? Ninety? I don't know. I was really it, little though. Well, I know the second one came out in ninety nine or two thousand because that was the first movie my son ever went to see, and he was very small. Oh. So maybe the second one came out in 2000, which means the first one came out in 96, 97, maybe? Yeah, 96, I think, probably. So I was seven. That's crazy. When I saw the second one, I cried when Jesse was doing that song about in oh. explaining how she got left behind. I cried. That it's was a touching so, moment. It's gorgeous. I, I just think, oh. Uh, so many funny lines from that story. <laughs> uh, so they're just so brilliantly made. All Pixar things 
I can't think of something that I thought sucked that was made by and Pixar. The coolest part about him is the humor. There's two different levels of humor. There's some humor that only adults get. Yeah. Yet it still can be rated G because it's such a subtle humor that the kids cannot pick up on it. Yes, I, there's a lot of stuff like that, like in The Incredibles as well. That's my favorite yes. Pixar film. I think. Either the Incre- I think The Incredibles is my favorite, and then Finding Nemo is my favorite to look at because, like, all the stuff in the ocean is just really amazing. Mikey, guess what we did? Um, on last Saturday, we went to see Finding Nemo on ice. On the ice. <laughs> yeah, it was um, came to our arena and on the ice rink, and they redid it. It was the whole entire Finding Nemo story, but it was people. And the way they did the fish was so neat. They used, like, um, black lights in fluorescent colors, and then the people were dressed in all black except for the part of them that was the fish oh, so as cool. they were skating on the ice it looked like the fish were really swimming oh that's amazing and mr ray when mr ray came out we're all like mr ray <laughs> oh that sounds cool so back to toy story they're going to be releasing that in 3d as well and that's getting released when i saw uh, it in june i don't know i think i'm going to be in america when it comes out june so, 18th Yes, I will be in America. No, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going July. Yeah. Should still be in cinemas then. Can go and see it in IMAX. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you're going to be um, in Orlando. Yeah. So they have an IMAX. So you'll be able to see it. Yes. If they have it at the IMAX, although it only says digital 3D on this link. No, they'll have they a toy in IMAX. I think so. I hope so. Okay, I think that wraps up our news segment. Yes. That was kind of a long news segment. That was a very long news segment. Okay, we've got a few topics lined up for brief discussion. I think everyone on the internet that spends any time on the internet for the past few weeks has been... Well, for the past few months has been talking about the Apple iPad. And... There was the recent press event where Steve Jobs stood up on stage and revealed their newest creation. So we'll talk a little bit about it, our impressions on it. Excellent. Yes. To me, it looks like a giant eye touch. Well, it pretty much is, really, isn't it? Right. Which is kind of odd that they went bigger. Well, the event started off with Steve Jobs like he has a slideshow on stage and uh, one of the first slides that came up was a picture of an iPhone uh, and then a MacBook and then a question mark between them and that's where the iPod the iPad came up and like he was talking about what product could they create to bridge the gap between the iPhone and the MacBook so and it's kind of combining the two. Yeah. So it's better than a netbook. But it it can't replace a laptop, in my opinion. Like, it just doesn't... My main problem with it is that it doesn't do enough better than an iPhone and a, lap, and a MacBook, say, 
to justify buying one. I mean, I own... They, because it's very, very expensive. Well, actually, it's pretty cheap for what it is, I think. Um, but, I mean, they were trying to sell it as being the thing to bridge the gap between these two products. And I already own both these products, so I, I just don't have need for something that doesn't do things as well as my laptop and does things my f- phone already does. Right. I guess when I'm saying it's expensive, I'm saying to have that as it's well. not like it's not like you can get this instead of getting a laptop. Yeah. For example, I got a netbook instead of getting a new laptop when my laptop died because the netbook was much cheaper and we have a home computer that we put all of our big, bulky, huge memory type things on. Yeah. And so you're saying this isn't is this can't really it can't replace my that. laptop. Right. The way a netbook would, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. One one of my fears about the iPad before it was officially announced. I mean there were rumors going around for ages and one of them was that it was going to be running on an iPhone operating system. And if you look at it just the demos and things that you've seen that they've shown it pretty much is like the iPhone like everything, the way the icons are set out and all that uh, um, but I'm sure a year at least a year or maybe even two years ago there was this company on the internet they uh, modified MacBooks to be touchscreens and I'm sure I remember Apple buying that company. Oh. And I, I just thought how cool it would be to have a proper Mac touchscreen. And then it turns out they have, they've limited it to an iPhone operating system, which is a bit of a letdown for me. I was hoping for something a, a lot more, just a lot more capable than what it does, what they've made it for. I mean, I I wanted something to replace my laptop and to replace my phone, I guess. But this will not have a phone capability. No. You'll still need your phone. Yeah. Although it does, they're they're doing two models. One of them, uh, uh, one of them will have Wi-Fi only, uh, and then the other one will have Wi-Fi and 3G. So right. you can use internet anyway. But in America, they've done this deal with AT&T, where you can use any of their Wi-Fi hotspots for free, which is amazing. So, if you're in a city, you won't need really need the 3G thing. At least I don't think so, because a lot of there's a lot mm. of Wi-Fi around. In, at least in America, it's not as widespread over here. Maybe I just don't live next to a big enough city. There are some um, cities in the U.S. where Wi-Fi is everywhere. I've heard about that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, I know they talked about doing that in our city, and people made fun of our mayor. Well, the mayor of the city that I'm a suburb of. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was cool. People are like, oh, I don't like it going through my brain 24 hours a day, blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. (laughs) Like, if you're at the park, you'd have Wi-Fi and things like that. I think it'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I mean, a lot of university campuses are like that, aren't they? Yes. As far as Mm -hmm. I know. Right. Yeah. 
And um, like on my iPhone, the Wi-Fi at my job is uh, blocks a whole lot of the sites that I go to. Like Twitter is blocked, Facebook is blocked, the blogs are blocked, things like that. So I just use the 3G network at all times. I never turn it off because it's a big pain to keep switching back and forth just because I'm at home. Which may be bad. I don't know. <laughs> so I have a few questions for you. Okay. When I was reading the specs of the iPad, it says the iPad 3G models are unlocked, but I didn't know what unlocked meant. Uh, I assume that means that uh, you can use any SIM card, like any network SIM card. Okay. Because you'll have a net, you'll have a SIM card, so you can use the 3G network. So I assume that means you can use, say, if you don't want to have your contract with AT and T, then you could get uh, whatever other networks there are in America. I don't hmm. know. I think my husband is interested in getting this iPad, so if he does, we'll demo it. <laughs> I've heard a lot about uh, um because they've. Uh, demoed this iBook thing, whatever it's called. Uh, all these uh, is basically an e-reader application. Oh, the bookstore. Y- yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. and um, I've heard some people talking about they were going to get an e-reader, and but now they're just going to get the iPad because it's a little bit more expensive, say, than a Kindle, but right. it does a lot more things. Right. So, they, yeah, they'd rather shell out the few extra dollars for this. Which I agree with, actually. If that's what you were going to buy it, buy it for. If I was going to get the Kindle or the iPad, I would also get the iPad. Just because with the Kindle, the only thing you can do is read books, magazines, and newspapers. Yeah. But with the iPad, you can play a race car game. You can Skype with your friends. You can get on Facebook. And you, there's, this thing's got immense battery life as well. I mean, you can watch yes. a film. For, you can put like HD movies on it and watch them over and over. I think it's ten hours. Was what yep. we're talking about ten hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have another question for you. What's an accelerometer? Because they post that in their specs as if it's a big deal. Ah, um, well. You know how you can turn your iPhone on its side and then yes. the keyboard changes so it's wider mm-hmm. and you can, yeah. Basically it's the thing that detects the motion so it knows to do that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Yeah. So what does Bluetooth technology mean if there's no phone? Uh, I guess you mean... Uh, well, well, probably the most common Bluetooth thing I can think of would be a Bluetooth headset. Right. That you'd have linked to your phone in some way. But you can also send files over Bluetooth. You can create networks and things. So I guess you can... I don't, maybe you can... I know they've not released this feature in America yet. But there's a thing called tethering, where you can, say, link your phone to your laptop and use your 
3G connection, say, when you're in the middle of nowhere and you need to use the internet. Uh, so maybe you could link your iPad to your phone like that if you've got the Wi-Fi version. Ah. You don't have 3G. Yeah. That would be nice. I wonder how you do that. I heard I've heard about that and that um to have to use it it was actually illegal. Yeah, they haven't uh allowed you to do that yet on the network in America. I don't know if you can do it here yet either actually because I have no use for it. Cuz I just use my phone if I need to use the internet when I'm on the go. I don't carry my laptop anywhere, so. Yeah, I don't either. So I was a little disappointed in the um, in the announcement because usually they might show something else too. Like I was kind of expecting they'd have a little bonus thing about some new iPhone improvement, but they didn't. So I was bummed. Well, there's been rumors since then about a couple of things about the new iPhone. Uh, there's. I can't remember any of them now. It's all just speculation at this point, I think. But th- they kind of did reveal the new... It's like the Mac version of um, Microsoft Office. So it's got, like... Oh, where it showed... Because yeah, they showed the email. They yeah. showed how the email had, like, a split screen. So you could see the body of the email and... Yeah, and they showed the versions of PowerPoint and Word and those sorts of things. And spreadsheets and whatever. And that's like the new version that they've created for the iPad. Which I thought was pretty cool. That was pretty... Like, ah. That's something that the iPod the iPod Touch and the iPhone can't do. Which would be pretty cool. Speaking of Google, I know it's out of turn with our notes. But Google have just released this new service called Google Buzz. Did you try it yet? Yeah, I'm following one person because <laughs> I don't have many people in my uh, Google contacts. And basically, if you don't know, uh, Google has made some changes or improvements, I guess, if you want to call it that, to their mail service. So it's basically... Uh, Twitter with the like function from Facebook and it seems a lot more public as well like you can see stuff that people are saying to everyone Uh, and what I don't get at all when someone replies to you it sends you an email telling you what they've replied like with Twitter it says you got a a direct message from such and such click here to read it But but with Google Buzz, the email tells you exactly what they've said. So why not just use an email? Right. What's, there's just no point in this service at all. Well, are they trying to compete with Twitter or Facebook? Both, I guess, but there's... I don't know. The, I, Facebook and Twitter are so well-established already, I just don't see many people using this. I mean, I can see a lot of people using it now just to see what it's like. But then they'll realize that, oh, this is just Twitter. I'll just go back to using that. I read this article that was on Twitter, which it's in my favorites, so we can 
we can put it in the show notes, but it was explaining how um, once when you sign up for Google Buzz, it automatically puts as like your friends or whatever they call it, all of the people that you that you email the most, which could be bad because then anybody that you know that signs up for Google Buzz can then see all of your friends. So if you work for a company and your boss is on your email list for Gmail and then you sign up for Google Buzz and your boss signs up for Google Buzz and sees that you're friends with such and such from another company or his wife who's like or his wife <laughs> I mean it, it has all sorts of implications that's or you know your husband um, you find out now is friends with his ex-girlfriend and that's because they both are on the Google Buzz and they email each other all the time and you had no idea they're emailing each other all the time yeah it can just I don't know I don't know that I like that I mean I'm not trying to hide anything but my husband has my password, so he can check my email and see <laughs> what's going on. But yeah, I just don't know that I want, you know, a friend of a friend's mom who I've emailed twice before or the PTA lady who I've emailed a couple <laughs> of times to see everyone that I email. Like, why would she care, you know? Yeah, that's what I meant before about you can see what everyone's saying. Like, there's, yeah, I'm following one person and I can see what, they've said to about six different people who I've never heard of. So I don't need to see that. What the hell? Yeah, and see, like, on Facebook, if if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can only see what's going on on my profile. You can't see everything I'm seeing on everybody else's. Yeah, exactly. See, Facebook has thought about this. Stupid Google. Yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I think... I think so far it sounds like that's the big Google fail is Buzz. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's setting up for the Google Chrome op- operating system. I don't know if you've heard about this. Yes. Yeah. It's for like netbooks and things. But it seems so limited and stunted. I, they need to do work on it. But it seems like a cool idea. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it on another episode. Uh, the next thing we wanted to talk about is starting tomorrow, which is Friday, February 12th, which is the Olympics. The Winter held Olympics, in Van- right. The Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yes. The- held in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada. And we're putting the link to the Olympic site, which has a lot of useful information on it. It shows all of the events that are going to be held, and you can click... You can choose which country you're in or which locale you're in, and you can see the schedule of when it's going to be available for viewing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's useful. Um, are you going to watch the Olympics, Mikey? Mm, no. I, mm-hmm. have, I have very, very little interest in the Olympics. I really, really like it. I don't know what it is. I just... Like, at least with, say, tennis for example, you've heard of the people that are playing for your country. <laughs> but So in the in England, they don't talk about the Olympic competitors? Well, maybe they do, but I just have so little interest in sports that I don't pay attention. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I can tell you, I will be watching 
the women's downhill skiing for sure because the one gal is being talked about an awful lot. And so I wanna we'll be wanting to see that. And we will be watching all of the snowboarding events we can get our hands on because um, my boys like snowboarding. Cool. And we'll, we will be watching hockey because we all enjoy hockey. Probably not every hockey match, but we will be watching a few of the games. Um, generally with hockey, there's just a lot because it's two teams that compete. So there's the whole bracketing system. Right. Whereas in snowboarding, like if you're watching snowboarding, you can see like eight countries go down. You know, one after another after another because yeah. it's one guy each time or one girl. And I think curling is fun to watch where they, like, push the thing down the aisle yeah. and they brush it off to make it go farther. <laughs> That's always fun to watch. And figure skating is always fun because it's just so beautiful. Um, luge and bobsled are cool because it seems like the people are going to die any second. Because <laughs> yeah, they go so fast. <laughs> and I don't know. We'll, we'll watch a little of everything. They show a lot of highlights and stuff here in the U.S. too, so mm. you know you can maybe just see the really cool things if you don't if you're not really into the sport. Whenever I think of the Olympics, I think of the Summer Olympics. I never, I don't know. I just the Winter Olympics seems like is that a new thing? No. Really? <laughs> I, it seems like I wasn't aware of it until a couple of years ago. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. It's not that funny. No, the Winter Olympics has been around for a long time. Okay. <laughs> of course, the Olympics started in Athens, and so it was summery. So probably the Summer Olympics has been around longer. But oh, uh, interesting fact: <laughs> the first modern Olympics, like since it died in ancient Greece or whatever, uh, right? The first modern Olympics held in eighteen fifty something was held in a town about 10 minutes drive away from me. Cool. It's like in the middle of the countryside and there's like two events or something. Right. But yeah, like, yeah, it's pretty cool. The the guy, uh, the place is called Much Wenlock. Uh, and if anyone's into geology, then they'll know the name Wenlock. Wenlock Edge. Place. Well, uh, anyway, it's getting off topic. Thanks for that little bit of extra information. Yeah. I would not have known that. So, I just kind of thought rather than like go into like all these details, I would just give a little bit of information about the Vancouver Olympics because I know when the Olympics are in, were in China, um, my family and I, my kids and I spent some time learning a little bit using the Olympics to teach us a little bit about. China and Chinese culture. Right. And um, kind of whenever it's in a different country, I like to find out a little bit about that country. And the logo is like this stone structure and um, that they've, it's based on the stone structure and they've taken it and made it like cartoonish using all of the colors from the Olympic rings. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of looks like a little guy, but... It does actually. Um. Oh, there's no black. <laughs> or they oh, there black. isn't. They've replaced black with that dark blue color. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, hang on. Yeah. There were 1,600 entries. The winner 
was a contemporary designer named Alana Riviera McGregor, who actually lives in Vancouver. So that's kind of neat that's that cool. the, the person who made the logo is actually from Vancouver. So the symbol is actually a stone marker that the Intuit people used a long time ago to help them find their way through the Arctic. And now that structure is a symbol of leadership, cooperation, friendship, and the human spirit. Mm. So that's kind of neat. And the mascot's name is Elanik, which means friend. And I really think the... Um, the whole idea of the Olympics of bringing people together, young people together from all across the world to kind of learn a little bit about each other, to compete in a friendly type of an atmosphere, hopefully friendly, hopefully. is a really, really cool idea. And um, it's neat that countries have pride in their in the, in the sports. Yeah. I just think it's a really cool idea. And then if you have children... And you can go, you can follow that Olympic link and go to a whole section with games and um, things that, um, educational tools to learn more about the Olympics and learn more about the country. So that's neat too. And then. Oh God. What? This quiz. That's what you were coming <laughs> on to. So there are three little cartoon characters, which are like the character mascots to make it uh, more kid-friendly. And their names are Sumi, Kwachi, and Miga. And Sumi is a spirit, and Kwachi is a young Sasquatch, and Miga is a sea bear. And all three are um, fictional type of characters that have come from the heritage in Canada. Because a Sasquatch is like a Bigfoot-type character, right. which doesn't actually exist. And the sea bear is supposed to be part killer whale and part bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they have a quiz which says, which mascot are you most like? And so I had Mikey take the quiz, um, and I took the quiz, but I gotta find it. This was just so stupid. Why? Tr- it's cute. <laughs> it, yeah, okay, but I tried taking the quiz, and for every single question, for every question, you could use three options. It's like, uh, if you weren't playing sports, no, what sport would you most like to enter if you were in the Olympics? And just. And you wanted to pick none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, just every single question, there was nothing that I wanted, to, that I would choose. I ended up getting the sea bear, though. But I'm sure if I did it again, I'd get something different. Oh, I'm sure you could try to fix the system. By adding new options. They need to put an other place. Other. Type in my answer. So when I did it, I was... uh, The mascot I was most like is Quachi. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because it says the hobbies are hockey, photography, and travel. And the food was, loves to try all kinds of food. And the color is, the color is chill blue. Not just blue, chill blue. Chill blue. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was just cute. I think that I'll have my kids do that and see what they end up like. Uh, And if you want to, you can go to the Olympic store and even buy your mascot. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm. I wouldn't mind sea bear, actually. Part killer whale, part bear. That's crazy. I know. That'd be cool, huh? So, so that's a, when you proposed the topic of Olympics, I th- didn't know about these Winter Olympics because, you know, I thought they were this new thing. But So I thought you were talking about the 2012 Olympics, Summer Olympics, which will be held in London, in England. Oh, how are they going to fit the whole all the things they'll need for the Olympics in London? I have no idea. But do they have that much extra space to build all these new venues? Well, that's the thing, right? The amount of money that's being poured into London for this thing it is, I think it's around uh, nine point three billion pounds billion pounds. I don't know if that's a lot for an Olympic thing, but it's a hell of a lot of money. Uh, And to put it into some sort of scale for American listeners, that's about $14.5 billion. It's just a huge amount of money. Yeah, it's just... Oh, God. That's going into... Because it's a kind of... As far as I know, it's a rough area of London where they're going to be holding it. So they're doing up a load of places and doing a lot of refurbishments and, and whatever. And so they're trying to rebuild that part of London? Pretty much. Yeah. I think this, they're using So hopefully you don't space. get mugged if you go to the Olympics? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, that's all I know about the Olympics. There was a girl in my year at school, actually. She was really good. She was really good at um, doing the high jump, and she was possibly going to be in the Olympics. I don't know if she's down for this year, this next 2012 thing. But she's she's won a lot of awards and things in our county. Cool. Yeah. That would be neat, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I bet, I bet you'll know a lot about the Olympics when it comes in 2012 because it'll be in your country, so you'll be all about it. You underestimate me. <laughs> or overestimate, probably. Our last big topic, yeah. this will be our last big topic, yeah. we thought we would do um, this topic every week, and we want to do an iPhone app review, or which a maybe we'll review. switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll do um, just like, what will we call it? Something. I don't know. Or a new, a, a cool website to check out, or maybe... Uh, someone cool on Twitter that's just joined or something. Someone to there we go. Yeah, plug. Radiohead just joined Twitter. Ah, they, so there you go. See. Mhm. Yeah. So, anyways, we thought this week we would do iPhone apps because we um, both like our little iPhone and are all geeky about it all the time. Yes. <laughs> and um, I picked to talk about Blog Press Lite, which is a free app, so anybody that has an iPhone or an iTouch could get this. Um, I didn't want to go with something that everybody ha- everybody always does, like Twitter or Facebook, because those are kind of givens. Yeah. But why, why I like this app is because I can make new blog entries right from my phone, and I, um, my group of friends and I 
DCC. Um, we have a blog that where we post our announcements and new pictures from when we all meet up because we're all from across the country. Right. And so I can just, if somebody emails me something, I can just copy it from my email and open up Blog Press Lite and paste it in there. It works perfect. I love it. That's cool. Um, I, one of the negatives about it is I can't do formatting of the text, so I can't change uh-huh. the fonts or the colors, but that's okay for me right now. But I might invest in the version that costs money and be able to do things like that. How much does it cost if you want to get the full version? Only a couple dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like $3 for the little version. See, that's how they get you. They have all these apps, and there's so many, and they cost only a couple of dollars. But then you end up getting 10 applications for only a couple of dollars, and you've spent 20 to 30 already. Right. Yeah. Well, and what I really don't like is I don't like the free apps that have a whole bunch of um, advertisements on it. Yeah, I that's can't really, I just get rid of them. I'd rather pay money, you know, a dollar, a dollar ninety-nine or two ninety-nine, and get an app that I don't have a bunch of adverts on it. In the same vein, I guess one of the things that I don't like that they've done recently is they've added in-app purchases. So, say with a game, if you buy a game and you want to play, you've completed it and you want to play some more levels, then they offer you some more levels for. It. Like you can download them for another extra two dollars. That's just another way to. It just seems like another way to grab money from you, to me. Right, and if you're a developer and you created extra levels, and offered as as a separate thing that you then have to pay more money for, then you probably wouldn't be able to continue your character or whatever. Yeah. So you'd have to start over. So you kind of need it to continue. Yeah. Good point. So, what did you pick? <laughs> uh, well, when you went with the blogging thing, I was thinking of doing the Tumblr application. Because that's... Because you have Tumblr. I do, yes. And uh, that's got the text thing, and the same, it doesn't have any uh, font editing stuff. But with Tumblr, you have a sort of a theme, so it sets all that stuff for you. Right. Uh, you can do... Yeah. You can do all that stuff that you said. And it sends to your Tumblr thing. And that's a free application as well. But and anyway, that's free as well. Yeah. But the app that I did choose eventually was probably the app that I've used the most on my phone. And it's a game called Defender Chronicles. It's a, a, what they call a tower defense game. Which is basically uh, like you have enemies running from one side of the screen to the other, and you have to stop them by putting towers in their way to like shoot them or something. Uh, until recently, there were no free versions of the game, and it cost one pound seventy-nine. I don't know if that's the price it's always been, but I think that comes out as about three dollars, maybe. Uh, but there's okay. there's two free versions now for you to try out. And it's a very, very, very addictive game. I played so long on this, and... Uh, I don't know. There's, 
it's not just your normal tower defense game either. There's when uh, when you complete a level, you get experience and money, and there's the sort of role-playing game element where you can spend skill points and go up levels and things and get better. Uh, and do you play with uh, against other people who are also playing or not? No, it's a single-player sort of thing. Uh, but it's it is really cool. This it's got some pretty decent graphics for an iPhone game. It's very cartoony, but it's it's pretty cool. And it's not too serious. It's not like trying to be something. It's it knows what it's what it is. Uh, and it's quite frequently up updated, or it has been until recently. I think they're working on something new at the moment. But yeah, there's been quite a few updates, so now it's a pretty long game. And it took me probably a couple of months to get through every level. Really? Yeah, well, How every, often level, do you play? every level on the highest difficulty. Because uh, there's like four different stages of... four different difficulties. And there's about six or seven different levels. Uh, and that was playing... There was a time when my laptop had broken, so I was just playing on my phone all the time while it was getting fixed, and I just played hours every day. So it, it, it does last a long time if you really... after something like that. But you can still just say you're on the train for ten minutes, can get your phone out, play a couple of levels. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you are into into that sort of thing, there's already a pretty well-established online community. They have a support forum, and there's a lot of people on there. They're all like familiar with each other, and they have pretty direct contact with the developers. So people have a influence on how the game is shaped. Ah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but my negative things about it, as I said, it took a long time to complete it. And that's just up until the, like, the average player sort of standard. Beyond the hardest difficulty, you unlock more hard difficulties. Uh, there's like three more extra ones. And they, it requires so much time, and you've got to grind so much experience and money to be able to cope with it and get anywhere. That a lot of people have complained about it, but what they don't realise is that that's for the really hardcore game gamers. And right. Yeah. Uh, uh, the storyline. So you're not supposed to get far fast because that's the whole point of playing the game. Yeah. Uh, the storyline. There's. A, it's a pretty good story. Well, it's not pretty good, really, but for what it is for a phone game, it's pretty cool. And there's a lot of voice acting and things. And the the narrator sounds like Sean Connery, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But the story ends kind of abruptly. There's, uh, like, when every time you complete a level, there's a little sort of epilogue sort of thing. And then there's for the last level that they've released. There's like two epilogues, and then a cartoon, like a comic strip. And it seems to seems like that's the end of the game. 
like your quest is finished. But m maybe it does seem like there might be a sequel. So, yeah. Improved graphics, maybe. Improved graphics. I hope so. In the sequel version. Improved games. So you think, you think maybe they'll make a second one? I'm hoping so. It's a really good game, and it deserves that. I mean, the amount of hours I've put into playing that game, I've put as many hours as I've put into a lot of Xbox games that I've got. If not more. Because, I don't know, there's just something about it. And the accessibility. Like, if you're out somewhere and you're bored, you can just take out your phone and play Defender Chronicles. Yeah, so cool. I'll, I'll put some links if I can find how to link to iTunes pages, uh, the iTunes store pages. Then I'll put those in the show notes. If not, I'll find the the app websites and put those in. And if anyone okay. listening knows how to link to an iTunes store page, please email in and we'll tell you uh, contact info at the end. So, I guess we've got through most of our topics. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? No, no. I think we're all set. I think we did a good job. Well, actually, I have one more thing I want to mention briefly. Oh, okay. okay. Today th uh, is Thursday, the 11th. 11th? Yes. And uh, today, the... Uh, Hunger Games book three book cover was released. The American cover art. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Have yeah, you, I saw that. Have you read these books? I have not. That needs to be my homework, huh? Yes, it most definitely has to be. Everybody oh says God. it's so good. It is very good. The way I found the book actually was on Stephanie Meyer's website. It was after she'd finished, after the release of Breaking Dawn, actually, and uh, people were asking her about new books to read, what she could recommend, and that was one of the right. books that she recommended. And now, if you look at wherever you go and see a copy of Hunger Games or Catching Fire, the sequel, it's got Stephanie Meyer's quote on it saying, Hunger Games is amazing. Cool. Yeah, so... I hear it's really, really good. It is really good. I yeah, we we will definitely have to talk about this on future episodes. Reading the um the news little clip that you posted from USA Today, mm. it sounds really, really interesting. So I'm going to have to read the first two so that before this comes out, we can be all peeped up about it. Yeah, the uh, this book three is going to be out on August the twenty fourth. So oh, I have to you've find. You've got a pr plenty of time, yeah. But another, just one more thing that's pretty interesting about that. Uh, the author Suzanne Collins, she's uh, there's been a movie deal with Lionsgate, I think, uh, and she's writing the screenplay. So she's the author is actually adapting the the screenplay from the book. Uh. That's awesome. Yeah, very, very. It's cool. going to be so good then. Yeah. I don't know. Are authors good at writing screenplays? It seems like they would be perfect for it. Yeah, and the USA Today thing. 
Uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. It says, Collins is finishing her screenplay of The Hunger Games, the first book. So, maybe it'll go into production pretty soon. We'll start hearing casting news. Things are going to pick up. Should be cool. Okay, I will read it. I will read it within the next couple of weeks. I will get Hunger Games and I will read that. Yes. And that'll start us off. How's that? So then we can talk about it. Yes. Definitely. You will love it. It's very, very But cool. I won't be able to read like, okay, this week I'll read three chapters and next week I'll read three chapters. I'm just going to read it all because I know I'll read it all in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, you will. It's just so good. Yeah, I've seen uh, friends of mine have posted, I'm starting Hunger Games in the next night. <laughs> just finished Hunger Games, I'm going to sleep, I haven't slept yet. So. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, just yes. Okay, thanks for listening, that's it for this week. Uh, please send feedback, that's the number one thing we're looking to hear from you guys, is feedback. Also, please send in any topics that you think we should cover, any news items. And you can do that by uh, sending us a direct message or an at reply on Twitter. And our account name is WTF underscore podcast. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. And our email address is podcast.wtf at googlemail.com. And that will be in the show notes as well. And I just want to give a shout out to some of our Twitter followers. We have Gavel, Heather and Heels, Miss Ninnies, Lizzie Lupin, Kylie Irene, Nodelia, Carol Z, Ash Twy, the Shadow Reaver, and Sir Mikey B. Of course, Ash Twy is me and Sir Mikey B. <laughs> Mikey. Yes, hello. But maybe we can get more people. So, everybody, thanks for listening. And this week, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot stands for Watching the Flurries. I don't get it. You don't get it? No. Well, in in the military, they use alphabet letters like Alpha, Bravo, Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I mean... So we, the letters watching the flurries means watching the flurries means outside the snow because of all the snow. Oh, okay. Watching the flurries. Gotcha. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>